Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Wealth insurance. It is what we do. And in a world that, let's face it, world's gone nuts. I mean, we, we've got invasions, wait, I mean, caravans of illegals coming to the border. We got people mailing bombs to, uh, well, I guess the, the to the left. We, we, we've got Federal Reserve presidents under, or Federal Reserve chiefs under fire from presidents. We've got trade wars. We've got I don't know, it's so many things, though. Earnings season is underway. The Dow has gone, well, nuts, kind of like the rest of the world. Uh, yesterday, the Dow finished down 600 points. Uh, today, right now, and it's early, but it's up 300. Uh, and and there was some economic data out. None of it was good. Uh, well, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, the earnings seasons, we had more of the same. There was, again, there was one stellar performer today. Or was it? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you who it was. Uh, they blew out the number, and everybody was bragging about it. And, and I uh, I was shocked. I'll, I'll tell you, I was shocked. And now... It all makes sense. I'll tell you all about that as well. We had uh, housing data out. We had durable goods data out. We we had all kinds of stuff, uh, all kinds of ground that we need to talk about. Uh, central banks, more central banks buying gold, uh, and a lot of interesting developments. We had the ECB president out there talking about uh, Europe and Italy and so we got we got a whole lot of stuff. We'll try, we'll try to get to it all, but before we get to all that stuff, I, I will tell you that I went and saw a movie, which is really saying something because the movies out today they're horrible. They're horrible, or they're the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth one of a series. But my wife and I saw A Star Is Born. I will say this right now. If you want to earn some points with the wife, take her to that movie. It, it, it's a good movie. It's a sad, I'm going to tell you right, it's a girl, chick flick, whatever you want to call it. It is sad. I will just tell you, I cried. Now, that's not saying much because I'll cry at a good commercial. Uh, but but I thought it was a great movie. My wife loved the movie. If you're all for all you ladies out there, if your husband's one of the guys, like yeah, I'm not. There's no way he's taking me to that. Get your girlfriends and go to it. It, it was a good movie. It, it was. Now I will say this. I and I'm always surprised. We because this is how you have to do it now, right? You you buy your tickets online and this and that. My wife gets on her phone, boom, but did fourteen dollars, fourteen dollars. It's a movie. I mean, I know. I mean, maybe I'm out of touch. You know, the last I remember, I thought it was like ten. 
Uh, yeah, 14 and I honestly it's $14.50 uh, per ticket. Yeah, to go and watch the movie. But nonetheless, it is what it is. I thought it was a an outstanding movie, one of the few good movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, so I wanted to share that with you. I think that, uh, and you know, we got the weekend coming up, and so if you want to maybe take your wife out and show your your softer side, uh, and, and plus the fact, I will tell you this, uh, I think Bradley Cooper's a great, great, I like his films, everything, you know, the guy was the sniper, and, and now he's a, a big uh, rock legend in this movie. Uh, check it out, A Star is Born, there you go. I wanted to, you know, give you something, some ideas of what you can do uh, over the weekend uh, heading into, well, let's face it, uh, October's almost over. Got Halloween coming up. My wife yesterday showed up She uh, with Halloween candy. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is, you know, it's way too early. My, You know, my wife and I, I will say this, both of us, uh, you know, we like the candy. I'm not going to lie about it. Why are you buying it so early? You know the rules. Like, you buy it, like, maybe the night before. Because I know what's going and, and now, you know, it's not like the old days. These bags of candy, they're, like, huge. And I didn't even, I don't know what they cost, so, so I don't know. But I, I, it was a lot. I guarantee you, it, it was... If I'm guessing, it was at least 20 bucks worth of candy. And I know what's going to happen. We already broke into it last night. She got home. I, it didn't even make it an hour. Not even an hour. It was, she's, I, I hear her, right? We're watching, we're watching TV, and I hear, you know, you hear the sound of the bag. And I knew what bag it was. She comes back over to the couch with a fistful of candies. Next thing you know, we're both in the bag. Twice. So anyway, I'm going to have to buy some more Halloween candy uh, for all you trick-or-treaters. Don't don't come to my house. We may be out by the time you get there. Uh, But but nonetheless, uh, yeah, that's what's happening out there. Uh, I don't know what to say about these bombs. Have you seen these these bombs? And, and I love the left. And they're out there. Oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. We'll talk about that and all the other stuff when we return. 800-951-0592. Thinking Halloween candy. I, you know what? I had trouble sleeping last night because I was all jacked up on Halloween candy. So... All of these, have you seen, like, uh, someone mailed uh, these bombs, and I, I don't, I, I'm assuming they were bombs, uh, to, like, the Clintons and the Obamas and CNN. I don't mean to laugh, because it's not funny. If if, uh, if you're doing it, stop. What was funny is how uh, the, and I'll call it the left, is out there saying, it's all Donald Trump's fault, right? Everything's Donald's fault. Now, pay no attention to the fact that um, I would just say your supporters uh, were trying to mow down members of Congress not that long ago. And and all of the rhetoric, and, and we are so divided. And, and I want you to understand what's really coming next. Because okay? I, I guarantee you, listen... I, I, I've been telling you for at least a month now about the bubble. It was here, all the classic signs. It's happening, right? We've got trouble. 
Okay, and I and I and, and that's as simple as we can put it. Right? We know we've got a we've got this huge, huge debt problem. And and it doesn't matter federal debt, right? The national debt, city, state. I mean, you 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 have rating agencies downgrading countries again, right? Moody's out, Italy's down now to to one grade above junk, which this really means you're already at junk. We just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, now it was Pakistan, now the latest. Now they say they need a man out, right? I mean, it's just growing. You have uh, our, our big banks talking about we have to figure out a way to let Illinois and New Jersey and Massachusetts and California and Pennsylvania, we got to figure Kentucky, right? We got to figure out a way to let them file bankruptcy. Right, because they got all these pension obligations, which really just means, listen, they're not going to pay us. That's what it means. They'll give you a little something. Hey, oh, you're supposed to get 5000 a month? Hey, here's two grand. Sorry. We're broke. Consumers are loaded with debt. Remember what we talked about with the millennials. Never in the history of this country have people the un- under the age of 35 had this much debt ever. Ever. And none of them own home. Well, I should say none. You know, you know what I mean. Right? Most of them are still living with mommy and daddy. And if they're not living with mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy are paying for the privilege for them not to live with them. Right? You know, you know what we all know. We, you know, we all know it. Uh, oh, yeah, my daughter moved out this week. Oh, hey, congratulations. My next question, how much did that cost you? What did that cost you? Oh, about 500 bucks a month. You know, and she's moving in with her friend, and, uh, you know, her parents are paying too. Right, yeah, right. That was supposed to be money that we were supposed to be using so we could retire. Right, they're out there talking all this nonsense. Listen, we are a nation divided right now. And I'm going to tell you, I've been talking about all of these failed blue staters. They have inundated the red states, Arizona, Colorado, Texas. I mean, they're everywhere. We've got this election coming up. You cannot turn on the TV or the radio in this state and watch for more than five minutes without there being some kind of, of ad one way or the other. Uh, and, you know, usually in Arizona, the Democrats didn't even think about spending money here. I don't think they got a chance to win. Listen, another crash is coming. It's already started. Okay. And, and remember what I told you earlier this year. This is any number one. You know, they, you know, and we're, we're using the baseball reference here. For those of you that aren't sports fanatics, baseball, it's a nine-inning game. And when they talk about Wall Street and the debt market, right, they say it's in the late inning. The game's almost over. I'm going to tell you that the game's already ended. They just don't know it's ended yet. We're in inning number one. 
This is just getting started. What is it that's going to come out of it? This is what we what, what I worry about. Well, that's why I tell you, listen, you need to get buy as much gold and silver as you can and put it away, and let's hope we don't have to use it. I don't know. I mean, we've got an invasion coming. You know, call it, you know, they want to call it something. It's an invasion. The invasion has been going on for a long, long time at the border. You know, you think about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of uneducated people every single year, year after year after year. This is a fight that I think we're losing. The Bernie Sanders type things, socialism, right? And think about being educated, right? You know, it's it's, it's amazing, right? You, you're at these college campuses. My son's a freshman at a college campus in America, and he tells me all about oh my, the, the so liberal that when you talk to these younger kids now. They want the handout. Listen, they don't have, I can't move out unless my parents give me some money. Right? They want these handouts. I think this is what's going to happen. I really think, listen, the crash is coming. Everyone's going to get wiped out. And you hear them talk about it all the time, about the, uh, what do they call it? I, I forget what the, sti- I'll call it a stipend. I forget the, the exact word for it. Where they just want a universal basic income. There you go. I knew it would come to me. Right? The universal basic income. Hey, we're just going to send people checks. <laughs> for what? I mean, just because. We don't want them to riot in the street. My biggest fear. Is our, our way of life. Less government. Right? I mean, we're... Nobody even talks about it anymore, right? We, 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 we talk about spending this and spending that. And look, look at today's durable good orders, right? And we, we have this, we have a headline problem. This is why I know, you know, when you sit there and you think about why, why, why am I able to call these things a lot better than most other people? Because I actually read. <laughs> Not the headline, right? I ignore the headline. The headline today was durable goods were up eight-tenths of a percent. Much better than expected. Until you read it. It was all defense spending. Right? And they normally, you know, you strip out defense and you strip out transportation. When you actually look at core spending, right, what are businesses doing? was down, down again, right? Again, this is why, why do I know the economy is slowing down? Because it, the, the data tells me, right? The headline data and, and all that, that doesn't mean anything. Look inside and you'll see what is real. Like I said before, we've got a headline problem. And and they sit there, how about the one company that had good earnings today? Tesla. Right? The the electric car maker. Blew out the numbers, made 
I don't know, a couple hundred million dollars. Oh, they're all profitable, this, that, the other. And I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Because I know car markets get gotten soft. And we know Tesla's had a bunch of problems. Guess how they did it? I, I don't even know. It must be legal because they did it. Essentially, they said we made all of this money because we didn't pay people. Their accounts payable number, right? So every quarter, you know, they, they, they share your balance sheet, right? Hey, our accounts payable. In other words, we owe suppliers, and, and the number was like $500 million. It has been about $500 million quarter after quarter. This quarter, the number more than doubled. It went to like $1.1 billion. And, and, and they said, look, hey, we made $200 million. Look at it. We're so great. I should make money if I don't pay anybody. <laughs> right, right. It's amazing. And they did a whole bunch of others. Listen, not that that matters. But when you see uh, what these companies are allowed to get away with, you have to be skeptical. Right, and they promised us after the tech bubble blew up, they made all the promises in the world to us. We're not going to stand for it anymore, and we're going to protect you. And we're going to make everybody do gap accounting, generally accepted accounting principles. Right, in other words, okay, no more. Well, excluding this and excluding that, that if we hide the sausage over here and left pocket, right pocket, right, none of that stuff. How long did that last? Well, it lasted right up until, well, God, Wall Street's not doing so good. Let's get rid of that. Too big to fail. Oh, we fixed it. See? Right up until they didn't fix anything. Of course, I told you they didn't fix it. Too many. Did they break them up? Are they are they smaller? Because I mean, the when you say it's too big, right? You know, and you learn this, you know, at a very young age, right? You know, remember the 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 game with the little blocks, and one was a triangle, and one was a circle. The other one was a square, and you're trying to fit them into the, you know, into the slot, right? You, you kind of learn that real early. The solution, if something is too big, is to what? Either you got to make the hole bigger, or you got to make them smaller. We didn't do that. We didn't do any of that. What they did instead was they stuck it to you again. They stuck it to me, to you, to all of us, all these companies that report earnings. You know how many of the S&P 500 actually use gap accounting right now to report their earnings? I can count them on one hand. This is all that you need to understand what it is that really is at stake. It's our way of life. Here's what's at stake. Capitalism, freedom, and, and, and just remember what debt really does. 
right? And, 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 and use that into all of your life. That suffocates you, doesn't it? Right? When you got credit card debt, a mortgage debt, auto debt, this debt, that debt, the other debt, all of a sudden, you're a lot less free. You don't have freedom. <laughs> right? What do you have? Well, we can't out, go out to eat anymore. We can't do this anymore. We, we can't go to the movies anymore. And we can't go on vacation anymore. Next thing you know, well, you know what? Now I need a second job, and i got to drive around drunk people now. Right now, now you know what? My wife's got to work. Now, now, now my wife's got, she's got to work a second job. i got to get a third job. Right? There's no freedom in debt. And now we're, we're in the very, very first inning of the debt explosion. See, people thought we had the debt explosion. No, we didn't. I mean, we went from $1 trillion to $22 trillion. That's a pretty big, that's nothing. I mean, we went from 1 to 22 in like, what, 40 years? We're going to go from 22 to 52 in about 10. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. As Social Security insolvency looms over the heads and futures of the American people, a new background paper from the Heritage Foundation shows the startling lack of return that the program brings upon retirement. Currently, both low- and high-income wage earners stand to lose out with the present system. Virtually everyone in the workforce, of all ages and genders, fails to benefit, but the loss is especially evident with young workers. To demonstrate this, the rate of return for Social Security was compared with that of a personal account that receives the same percentage of yearly income as the Social Security payroll tax. For a 23-year-old earning around $60,000 a year, investing in an assortment of stocks and bonds could return three times more in monthly annuities than Social Security would. If that same 23-year-old is earning a measly $19,000, she potentially would gain 40% more each month than what the present system would yield. The situation is worse for those with high incomes. If that same individual at 23 suddenly received an extraordinary pay raise totaling $128,000 a year, upon retirement, she could likely expect $10,000 in monthly annuities versus the $2,500 monthly payment of Social Security. The current program doesn't offer much for heirs of a recipient either, giving them little to nothing when the beneficiary passes away before or soon after reaching retirement age. However, a personal account allows the holders to give a sizable inheritance to designated family members or loved ones, which is more valuable for low-income families who usually see lower life expectancies and would benefit greatly from the leg up offered by a larger bequest. For example, if a young man making half the average wage uses a personal account for retirement and passes away at the average age of 76, he would leave his heirs with a substantial $479,000. When the inevitable crash of Social Security finally gets the attention of legislators in Washington, they must reach out and seek for the help of the private sector, who will be there with an opportune solution. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. 
Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find alerts and strategies for strengthening our economy and standing against socialism. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. A guy that we play, we play him often, not not as much as, as, as we used to. But somebody, all of you know, who has been talking about right the big picture? Right, forget it. And I say it all the time. Does it matter that the Dow was down six hundred points yesterday? It really doesn't. That it's up three hundred today. It doesn't. What matters is where are we going to end up. That's really what matters. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not thirty thousand or forty or fifty. It's the other direction. Uh, but Peter Schiff was out doing an interview the other day talking about, I think this was a couple of days old, so I thought this wasn't yesterday, I think it was uh, a couple of days ago, uh, kind of laying out again, reiterating where America's heading. Ramon, let's play him. We began today's newscast with another market slump. There's been a couple of them of late. Many very smart people are saying it may be a sign of some uh, things to come. One of those is Peter Schiff. Uh, Peter is the CEO and the chief global strategist at Euro-Pacific Capital. Really smart, passionate commentary is what he offers. Something He often has a tendency to say things, by the way, that a lot of people don't. So, Peter, thanks so much for being with us. You know, there's a household debt issue of about $15 trillion out there. Is that the only debt that we need to be worried about? Uh, no, everybody is loaded up with debt. And it's not like we, we began the, uh, this monetary experiment without much debt. We had a lot of debt in 2008. In fact, the financial crisis was about debt. It was about our inability to pay the debt that we had. But instead of addressing the problem and allowing uh, debt to be paid down, uh, the Federal Reserve led us down the primrose path into much deeper debt by keeping interest rates at zero and holding them there for so long. The Federal Reserve actually encouraged an overly indebted nation uh, to borrow even more money. So now it's all facets of American society that are leveraged to the hilt. Individuals, corporations, the federal government, the state and local governments. So everybody is loaded up with debt. And guess what? Interest rates are now finally rising. And that means the cost of servicing that debt is going up. And this is going to be a problem just like an adjustable rate mortgage uh, was a big problem in 2008. When these things were resetting, people couldn't afford to pay. Well, the same thing is going to happen on a national scale. Rates are going up and we're too broke to pay. So the problem is if we try and normalize things, it's going to create chaos. Is there any way that we can avoid that at this point? No, it's impossible. In fact, because we kept it going so long, uh, the collapse is going to be that much bigger. I mean, the sooner we face that reality, the better. But no politician wants to face that reality. (laughs) I mean, they want to pretend everything is great. (laughs) Right. Of course. And, And by the way, the Trump tax cut, does it alleviate the concern, worsen the concern? What does it do? Well, obviously, it makes the concerns worse because if the government is collecting less revenue, then the deficits are getting bigger. And so now the government has to borrow even more money, and that becomes an even bigger problem. What we need is smaller government. But nobody wants to shrink government, including Donald Trump, who's now the defender of Social Security and Medicare. He wants to launch another nuclear arms waste and start the Space Force. So it's all about spending more money. Uh, So Trump wants to spend more money uh, and cut taxes at the same time. I mean, that's completely reckless. All right. Let me not ask you a question as a news guy now. Let me just ask you a a question as as, as Joe Citizen sitting out here listening to your 
conversation where I'm thinking, man, this guy's making some sense, but I'm very concerned about what he's saying. What are the signs that I should be looking for and what should I do about it? Well, the signs are already there. I mean, look, the stock market is falling. 40% of the S&P is already in a bear market. So the stock market is forward looking to the next recession, uh, looking at what's happening with the home builders, uh, the housing stocks, the financials, the retailers. All these are the same things that were happening in 2007 leading to that crisis. So people need to be prepared. This is not only going to be an economic crisis, but a political crisis as well, because the Republicans are going to take the blame and socialism is going to be seen as the solution. And it's going to make the problems that Hmm. much worse when it's implemented, you know, 2021. So what you've got to do is get out of U.S. dollar assets. The dollar is going to be the biggest casualty, along with the American standard of living. But you've got to invest in foreign assets. Look at some of the bargains in foreign stock markets, emerging markets mm-hmm. uh, that have been depressed by the strong dollar. Uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to see a boom yeah. when the dollar weakens. And Look at the price of gold up another eight bucks today, but it's still about twelve hundred and thirty. Gold's going to new highs. It was at nineteen hundred in two thousand and eleven. It's going to go much higher this time. It's, mm-hmm. It sounds like a new reality, Peter. And we thank you for the hard truth. So that was Peter Schiff the other day. And, and here's what I like. It's simple to understand. Right? This isn't Tesla earnings, right? Tesla earnings, right? impossible to understand, right? When, when you sit there and you look at uh, how raising the deficit is going to lead us to economic prosperity, very difficult to understand. What Peter was talking, very simple to understand. We had a debt problem. And really, the problem, the debt problem, the debt wasn't the problem. It was the inability to actually pay the debt that led to the problem. And one of the things that that people don't realize is we've hit that point now where we have so much debt already that now we're suffocating because of it. Every time the Federal Reserve raises rates a quarter of a point, that's another $60 billion. They're going to, in December, it'll be the fourth raise this year. That just added $250 billion to the national debt, just like that. Talked about payments. Everything gets more expensive. Everybody loaded up on debt because it was cheap. Uh, by the way, uh, David's bridal. I don't know, you know, for those of you uh, ladies out there that are getting married, if you have your dress at David's bridal, I'd go get it. Uh, they're, they're, they're next. Uh, they're going to be uh, filing bankruptcy very, very soon, and you're going to see more and more and more of these things. Uh, just like people that uh, have debt problems, a lot of these companies, you know, he talked about how much of the S&P is already in bear market territory because you know why? They got, they gorge themselves with debt. Now the cost of that debt is going to put them all out of business. Uh, you know, I like to, you know, he talked about the socialism aspects of it all, and I'm sorry because I know tax cuts are great. I don't want to pay more. None of us do. All of us want to pay less. Well, we need less government is really what we need. Nobody wants less government. We're going to get it, uh, just not the way uh, 
that we're going to like it. And you know what? We've been speculating. What is going on with these central banks? The purchasing of gold for the first time in five years is jumping again. Talking about central bank purchases. So for the last five years, central banks have been buying, you know, between three and 400 metric tons of gold a year. That number's on the rise. I'm going to tell you where it is and where it possibly could be heading next. Central bank gold buying on the rise. Uh, You know, we talked about Hungary last week out of nowhere. Well, they're not the only one. Poland now is the latest central bank to start buying gold. And officials saying, listen, this is going to continue. This is a trend uh, that we see going on, diversification amongst what they're calling emerging markets. Essentially, China on down. China on down, whether it's China, Russia, uh, you talk about, you know, like Mongolia, Kazakhstan, and these other, but that, now you're seeing Hungary, Poland, right? And you're, and you're seeing this thing swell and swell and swell. They said the Bank of Poland has added now for three straight months in a row, uh, and they just reported. Uh, that they are going to continue the trend and continue to be buying. And and people are now saying, because I'm trying to understand, what's really happening? All week this week, as the Dow has hemorrhaged, you have what they call the flight to safety, right? All these computer programs fire off. And they buy bonds when Wall Street crashes. Uh, you look today like the 10-year note. It's down to 3.1 because all the computers sell their stocks and buy their bonds. Right? You don't get to do that. They do that. But the Treasury, when they're doing their auction, we've got a very clear pattern now emerging. Every single day, almost without exception, foreign participation in our bond market is continuing to collapse. And you think about the the problem here. This is somewhere, especially this week, because we've had such a horrible stock market that they'd be in there running for safety. They're not. Matter of fact, uh, the latest new auction that was out yesterday had the lowest foreign uh, participation on record for the auction. And you're starting to see now, and they're talking about what they call the direct bid. So you have indirect bids, and then you have the direct bids. The direct bids, that's those foreign central banks. And and we had an auction yesterday. This was five-year paper. And very 
very clear pattern. Two-year paper, five-year paper, seven-year paper, ten-year paper, three-year paper. They don't want it. They'll buy the one-month, the two-month, the three-month. They said that the the five-year note, which was auctioned yesterday, $39 billion auctioned yesterday, the bid to cover was down to 2.3, well below the averages, which have been falling. But even the, the average for all of 2017 was was above two and a half. Now we're down to 2.3 and falling. That was the bid to cover, right? We talked about that before. That means uh, we, we were able to sell 2.3 times the amount of debt. That's how many people bid. And then we take the lowest one. Hey, I'll buy five-year paper if you pay me 3%. Okay, we'll take that. The guy that wants to buy five-year paper and wants 3.1%, you're out. The fact is, we hardly had any bids. But here was the bigger problem in this. The indirect bidders, they they took down a huge piece of the auction. They got stuck with most of it, over 59%. They said that the dealers, and this is the part I've been warning you about, they got stuck with 39% of the auction. Why? Because no foreigners showed up to place any bid. Instead, what are they doing? And I think we're seeing, I think this trend is continuing. We're seeing central bank after central bank after central bank. What are they doing? They're buying gold instead. They're buying gold instead. I mean, it seems like now a month doesn't go by where I don't come out and give you another central bank. So just in the last two months alone, we've come out, we've now added Hungary to the list, we've added Poland to the list, and the list just keeps growing. Everybody's trying to diversify. What are they trying to diversify themselves from? From the dollar. 800-951-0592. 800-951-0592. Take the time. Yep, I know. Right, It's a pain in the butt, right? You got to call the 800 number, and, and you got to place your order, right? And if you, if you don't live in Phoenix, you don't live up in Johnstown, whatever, you can't pick it up, we ship it to you. And then you got to store it somewhere. And I know. I hear these idiots on TV telling you how hard it is to store gold. How inconvenient. Where are you, you going to put it? Oh, my. Oh, no. It's so horrible. Let me tell you. Your wife's purse in a hole I don't even know. Three, four, five, depending on your wife. You know, I, if you're anything like my wife, my wife's purse, you know, it's like a never-ending purse. It could hold millions and millions of dollars worth of gold. Not that hard to store. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back. Final segment of the of the day. 
You know, it used to be you didn't buy gold because it didn't pay interest. Right. Right. And, of course, oh, wait, we don't know how to manage this economy at all. Now now you have uh, your savings accounts. That they don't pay any interest. Even now, they've raised rates like eight times. Still no interest. So now they have to go, oh, it's so hard to score. You know, I don't understand this, but and, and I don't know if, if maybe your house is the same. When I buy a pair of shoes, I put the shoes on and I throw the box away. <laughs> Just that's what I do. My wife, no. She buys a pair of shoes. She, she may put the shoes on, but the box never gets thrown away. And then the shoes go back in the box. And, I, you know, we got, I don't even know how many shoe boxes in the closet. One of those shoe boxes. Million dollars worth of gold. Easy. Get two, three, four, five million. You know, Costco sells those little fireproof safes, like two or three hundred dollars. You can put gold, you can put it anywhere. Listen, you could put uh, silver in your garage. Put them in a in one of those uh, uh, paint buckets. Right, leave the garage open. The the thief is going to come into the garage and he's going to steal your golf club. Right? I mean, he's not going to, you know, I don't want to pay, but, I, well, you know, if it was tools, then maybe. Right? When they break into your home, what are they doing? Your computer, your TV, your your jewelry, right? They're going for the jewelry box. It's, the, it's so simple. You actually forget that you even have it there. I mean, that's where... I didn't, well, they don't laugh. I, I'm laughing. I can't tell you how many customers are like, I, I forgot where I put it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe get the safe and keep it there. I don't know. Uh, but but it's so easy. And 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 just heed the advice. You know, and Peter Schiff, he's he's right. Gold's going much higher. And we have these things, and it, it's they're so easy to see. Right, we had the the calamity. Gold's nineteen hundred. They pretended to fix it. Went back to a thousand. Now it's all unraveling again. Gold's going back the other way again. Take the time, put it away. And I've been saying it all week long. This has been the best year to buy gold and silver that I've ever had in the fifteen years I've worked here. It's never been better. Price has been cheaper, obviously. And you know, well, if I bought it cheaper, it would have been better. But I'm saying. In correlation to what you're paying over spot, the market's never been better. We have a a handful of U.S. $20 gold pieces. Remember, we ran them yesterday. Uh, $1,300, one through nine, 10 or more, $1,285. I still have some of those left at 800-951-0592. They're in stock here. They're in stock in Colorado. They're ready to go. 800-951-0592. A quick look here at the market. Gold's up. Uh, I don't. I think Kiko may have it down a couple of dollars, and that has all to do with electronic trading from yesterday. Gold's up a couple of dollars, 220 250 $1,230 in change. Silver just went to unchanged, and uh, if I get time here to give you the market, market's up 320 
800-951-0592. Got fake news Friday coming tomorrow.